Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Scaredy Chat, a podcast where we talk about all of our childhood fears, plus a few things that are scaring us right now. My name is Caitlin Riley. And I'm Monica Siriagi. Today on the podcast, we have Rosie Tucker joining us. Rosie is an amazing musician, and they're here to talk to us about some of their wildest, most deranged childhood fears. Yes, I'm super hyped to talk to Rosie. I'm such a fangirl. I'm their number one fan, I think, ideally in a not creepy way. Um, Rosie is a singer, songwriter, musician, super talented, amazing voice. Their new album, Sucker Supreme, is amazing. So, so, so good. Good to sing along to in the car. My two favorite songs are Ambrosia and Habanera. And later this year, they're going to be on tour with Best Coast, which is huge. Monica, we talk a lot about the things that we're afraid of, but, you know, we can't be afraid all the time. So we have to start figuring out how to deal with all of these fears. Yes. So, like, how how do you deal when you're just afraid and you're trying to calm your brain down? Like, what is your strategy? Right. I have, throughout my life, I've been coming up with different methods to deal with fear. And they change all the time. And sometimes they actually, like will uh, manifest in a dream. Like my attempts to not be scared will like come out in a dream, okay. um, which is actually really nice when that happens because I wake up fearing, feeling very calmed. Um, but for now, so I am I have a new fear of that. I live alone now, which is dope. If you can do it, I recommend it. But sometimes at night, I'm about to fall asleep. You know, when you're like almost asleep, and it's like, yeah, I'm about yeah. to be unconscious right there. I will just be like, oh, my God, someone's trying to break in. And I will like sit up in bed and like I'm like looking out the window and I like, run and I like, get out of bed and no one's trying to break in. I'm just freaked out for no reason. So for that, I don't have much of a fix. Honestly, I have always been someone that has to sleep facing the door, like wherever oh. something could come into the room. I have to be facing it. Feng shui, yeah, that's like a, a serious thing for sure. Yeah, you got to face the door. So I sleep like that. And honestly, like after maybe three minutes of that, I fall asleep. But when I was a kid, I had uh, rituals almost, like things I had to do. And then at the if I did it enough times, I wouldn't be scared anymore in theory. Oh, wait. Okay. Like what were your rituals? Um. Okay. I had a very elaborate mental animation that I would play in my head when I got scared. Okay. Terrifying. I'm going to try to describe it to you because it doesn't exist. It's not a real thing. It's just in my head. Okay. So first we start with the scary thought, whatever that might be. Something bad I saw on TV. Weird. Whatever it is that's scaring me. I feel like this is therapy for me. Like you're teaching me how to do this. Okay. Yeah. So helpful. Thank you. Maybe you can do it with your own images. Like you can pick your own things and like it could work for you. Maybe anybody, maybe this could help people. Oh my God. Hopefully. (laughs) Maybe you could be helpful. Yay. Yay. So first you have to realize that you're scared and be like, okay, I'm scared because of this thing that I'm seeing. I see it in my head. It's probably Samara from The Ring, our favorite example. She's crawling out of the TV. It's happening. I'm scared. The first thing I think is stop. <laughs> Almost like stranger danger. Don't do that now. Stop. stop. Or like, you know, and like the hall monitors that like try to stop bullying, you know, like stop. Like, so that's like the first five. 
And also remember, I'm like 10 in my head when I came up with this. So that's the yeah, first you, part. <laughs> you thought hall monitors really stopped bullying they and that really, it didn't just get more insidious from there. Right. So. It didn't just <laughs> switch to online bullying and get way worse. So first is stuff. Okay. Now, pick a section of a song that you really like. And that starts playing. For me at the time, oh, maybe I was a little bit older, but you know what in that song, Kids by MGMT, where all the, you hear the kids' voices screaming like yeah. that? Like that part? Yes. I actually so, think that's a scary part of the song, but oh, that's I fine. love that. I don't know why. So for me, it was it was that part of the song. So all, then like you would hear like the screams, like all those little kid voices, like, so then you hear that. Super scary, but okay. It worked for me. I don't know. Fill in your own song noise with it. So then after that, you needed fun image, something that makes you happy. So for me, I don't know why it's this. Because I didn't even watch this show as a kid. I don't know why it's this. But <laughs> you know in Schoolhouse Rock, there's like a walking diploma? Like a yeah. sentient living diploma? I think he's a Bill, isn't or he? Maybe, like, oh, no, you're right, you're right. It's Bill. Oh, my God. I don't think it matters because it's still paper. Oh, like, my who, God. All my, in my <laughs> mind, it was a diploma. But you're right. It's a Bill. So that little guy, like, walks out. And he's like, do, 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 do. And he walks by. And then all the Pac-Man ghosts, but in the drawing style of Schoolhouse Rock, fly by and they make the little kid scream noise like. (laughs) And I don't know why, but for some reason, the combination of all of those things would make me very happy. And I would just play it in my head over and over and over again until I fell asleep. So I would use it to like disrupt. Elaborate. (laughs) That is the most elaborate version I've ever heard of somebody trying to calm themselves down from like a scary dream. It's also kind of strange to me. I think about this a lot like, okay, you know, if you're in a really scary situation, like in real life, it feels very different than how it feels when you're in a dream. Like you don't feel quite as scared, even if you're really scared in a dream. But like, I never feel as bad as I do in real life. But in your dream, most of the time, you're very convinced <laughs> that that fear is real, that it's a threat, you know, but like, it, it's weird. It's almost like you know, but you don't know. Yeah, it's I like, find that fascinating. Some, I agree. It's like on some level, you know, the thing is never going to get you. So yeah. the chase continues. You it's know, crazy. Whereas in I real love- life, it just got you. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. I think it's absolutely fascinating. It is. Can wow. you lucid dream? I can't really like not in the way that would be like super cool. The thing that actually that's happened to me recently that I hate is that my dreams have gotten very mundane. I hate it. Like I have dreams literally that I'm doing laundry or that I'm at work. No. Yes. I swear to God that I'm like doing work and I'm like writing and not that that's, you know, that can be helpful in some ways because I guess it gets your creativity flowing or whatever. But like, like literally I'll have dreams that I'm sitting down at my laptop or I'll have dreams that I'm like doing laundry or like no. grocery shopping. And I'm like, I could fly. Like we're aware that I can fly, right? Like, like brain, like I can do anything. And it's weird. It's it's bad. It's becoming an adult and I don't like it. Yeah, maybe so. you need to like, I don't know, drink something weird right before bed. Like uh, like acid, maybe. <laughs> you need to do a tab of acid before you. Right, break. right. That would definitely change my dreams. <laughs> I think. I wonder if Rosie has any coping mechanisms for their 
childhood fears that we're going to hear about. Very excited to hear about them. Stay tuned, everybody. Welcome back to Scaredy Chat, everyone. I am so stoked about this episode because I'm finally meeting one of my little internet Instagram friends in real life, and they are an incredibly talented musician. They have a new album out called Sucker Supreme. If you don't listen to it, you're a sucker because it's really, really good. Everybody, Rosie Tucker. Welcome, Rosie. Thank you so much for being here. I am so stoked to be here. I think this is such a brilliant premise for a podcast. I'm so happy I get to do it. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. Yeah, we're always excited to talk to people who do cool, interesting things about the things that terrified them the most. So <laughs> sometimes those things end up being connected, you know? Yeah, cool. very true. I mean, we've talked to a lot of people like in the horror community. Um, I think that you might be our first music person that we're speaking with. I think so, right, Monica? Have we talked I to think another? so too, yeah. I think that people probably, well, Lola, actually, she also does music. Oh, yes, so Lola she's, is a musician, yes. She's a filmmaker as well. But yeah, I mean, we would just love to hear about some of the fears. You know, you already sent us some of your fears, but we'd love to just like hear you elaborate a little bit more on this for our, our audience of uh, fear-loving friends. Excellent. Well, I feel like there's um, a million creative fears that we don't need to get into and which emerged later in life, of course. Um, but the first fear that I that came into my mind um, was the fear of fish nibbling my toes. Um, <laughs> as a <laughs> child, I was not really allowed to watch TV that wasn't like Animal Planet. And so I watched a lot of Animal Planet. And I don't know why, but just this recurring thing, I guess at the time there was this concept of like a fish pedicure um, in some places. Yes, you're both nodding like this is a real thing. It's um, a real thing. It's a real it's thing. Real. It's probably amazing. It's pro I probably really need a fish pedicure, um, but I will not be getting one. But I feel like the image of seeing that as a child, like really, really um, struck something in me. And I love to be in the water and I love swimming and being in the ocean, but I was always very, very scared that the fish were going to try and nibble on me. I did not like that. <laughs> Well, it's so funny because what would have happened was you would have gotten very smooth feet, I think. So, yes. you know, your your fear was just of smooth feet, I think. But I understand there's something very unsettling about anything like eating your skin, which is what it essentially is. I mean, they're literally, I think, devouring the dead skin. But you also mentioned piranhas were, like, a big fear. I think we've talked previously about, like, how quicksand and earthquakes and, like, all this stuff were very... A lot of uh, nature-y yeah, things that, yeah. like, movies kind of make you think are around every turn. Like, at right. any moment, you're going to have to swim through quicksand. Or sharks. Or, sh or sharks. Even at home. Um, <laughs> yeah, and piranhas definitely fall in there of, like... Oh my God, at any moment I could fall into an open hole full of piranhas. It's gonna happen. And it only happened like twice to me. So it's not <laughs> it's not an everyday thing by far. 
No, I feel like um, I think it is exactly in that category. And I wonder what created that category if there were, I mean, you guys know more about the film stuff, but if there were like just specific films, I feel like I mentioned the Far Side cartoons. Like I read so many of them as a child. There's such a distinctive um, world in those cartoons. They're always adventurers and they are always getting eaten by piranhas. I... Yeah, it seemed like one of those things that really could just be be anywhere, ready to ready to nibble you up. Do you feel like that fear of like fish, piranhas, potentially getting your toes snipped off? Did you feel like that fear was living even when you were nowhere near water? Cuz like I used to be super afraid of sharks and it didn't matter if I was at the beach or not. <laughs> Yes, I definitely think so. And I think I had the shark fear as well. I think like the first nightmare I ever remember was definitely a shark nightmare. Do you guys remember like um, so many iconic images of like surfboards with big shark bites taken out of them? Like that shit is horrifying. That's so scary. It's like a cookie. Um Yes. So I do think that I carried the fear regardless of where I was in the world. In the bath, too. Like, I remember just, I don't know if it's because when you're a child, things are just so much more mysterious in the world. But yeah, just the water at all. It was like, well, there might be something. I don't know. Crocodiles coming up out of the drain. Stories of like New York and stuff or like pythons coming out of the toilet or whatever. Like, that's all kind of the same deal, I think. It's funny because when you don't really know that much about what, for example, like piranhas, right? So rarely will we ever encounter a piranha, in America at least, outside of an aquarium. So all you have are like movies and TV shows. And when someone tells you this is a shark that has teeth, your mind doesn't go to, oh, it's probably, you know, it's a little, or this is a fish with teeth. This fish is going to be like, you know, only so large and only so strong. (laughs) Like you immediately think that it is, you know, like a monstrous fish, that it is the capability of like eating through your entire body. And I feel like that's probably part of where the fear comes from. It's like the fear of the unknown, but we don't know what we don't know. So I think it's really, uh, it's a valid fear if you have no idea what a piranha's deal is. I think it's also like, like fear of like swarms of things you know Mm because when it's a piranha it's not just one piranha it's like the whole gang Mm -hmm. like the whole fam is here to eat me right now and i feel like that also happens in so many movies like um i don't know if it was the new indiana jones or honestly the old indiana jones but like someone gets knocked off a tree into like ants and the ants just like tear them apart you know or like um I feel like there's lots of just like little things that if you fall in, it's just going to slowly like, that's the sound I think they make, but just like eat your whole body. <laughs> Monica is like moving her hands across her face really fast to indicate what that what that means for those watching at home, <laughs> listening at home. Yeah, it swarms definitely, that is a problem. I mean, one piranha probably won't hurt you. I'm sure it could, I guess, kind of, but thousands. I mean, there was that movie Piranha, Piranha 3D. The piranhas really messed up people in that movie. So I don't know. That's a that's a thing. But yeah, ants don't seem like they could really hurt people that much. I have not seen that film. 
So I don't know what happens. It's the new Indiana Jones with Shia LaBeouf. I don't know. They're very small, though. Ants can hurt us. Now I have to be afraid of ants. That was my favorite bug. All I know is this guy gets pushed off a a tree branch, and that's it. Because he lands (laughs) in this anthill thing. It's gross. Yeah. Those were the only bugs I wasn't, like, grossed out by. I was like, oh, ants can't hurt you. They're they're fine. So... (laughs) But Rosie, you also talked about some like other fears. Um, do you want to share kind of kind of what some of those are? Yes. Um, much less cute, much more sad. Um, but I talked, I was thinking a little bit about um like what was I really afraid of as a kid? And my fears were very religiously based. Um there was a fair amount of time when I was a kid where um my mom was a member of like a very small Pentecostal Christian group. So like speaking in tongues, faith healing, like all the intensity, fire and brimstone, all that stuff. Um, and there's this premise, uh, this idea that is, you know, now I'm like, oh, this is just related to like super bonkers backwards concepts of like mental health and stuff but this premise that um if you consume the wrong media if you listen to like bad music or you read a bad book like literally demons will come into your mind and like steal your personality like steal you away you'll be possessed but it wasn't really until as an adult like into college kind of out of college even if you had asked me, I would have been like, of course, a demon's not going to come in my brain. But it wasn't really until I was like full adult where it was like, oh, I can watch horror movies. Like nothing bad will happen. It's actually so fun. And actually, it's even better when the movie is bad. Like that's it's so fun. It's so, so fun. Um, And no longer feeling that kind of because when you're a kid, you do have the genuine like she is going to come out of the TV or whatever. There's nothing in your brain to to stop that. I would like to complain about horror movies a little bit though. The sound, the sound, like the images are almost never the scariest thing. It feels so cheap, the quiet and then the super loud, like, yes, I'm going to scream and like hunch if you do that with the sound. So (laughs) I guess it's not really a critique because it works, but I hate that. But now I like all the spooky creatures. I think they're kind of funny. Yeah, totally. We we talked about recently how horror does like lean on the sound and there's like noises you might not even like audibly register, but they're contributing to the bad feeling. And then they all of a sudden they cut off and then you're just in complete silence. And then there's like an explosion of more sound. And it's just a lot to like audit auditarily process. But I think that's why a lot of those movies work. It is the sound more than anything else. Um but I would, so <clears throat> I'm also from kind of a religious background, not so much the evangelical Pentecostal of it all, but I went to Catholic school the whole way through and, you know, and they're very like, don't do this or you're going to die. You know, like they're very uh, specific about stuff like that. And they weren't super strict about media we consume, but I had some family members that were and my brother would play with like Yu-Gi-Oh cards and some of them would be like, don't look at that don't look for the love of God, don't look at that, you know? Um, And I think it says a lot to kind of 
reclaim on your own the ability to see past that because it's so, so hammered into you. I feel like the enjoying without any fear of consequences, like, it feels funny to say because I'm 27 and it feels so kooky, but these things, they they do get hammered in really young and they really can change your behavior. But I feel like... um like quarantine Halloween, my partner, we spent all of this time with um, his family and they love, like we got a Shutter subscription and it was like every night a new movie and like we watched a lot of the classics, like I got to see The Exorcist for the first time and then we watched a lot of the like new ones that were really cheaply made. Um, but, and then it would be like, well, this scare was really good, but this scare wasn't really good. And so I feel like I started to really appreciate the art of them um yeah just the art of the horror movie and like how they like I watched um Parasite over quarantine which I think I qualify as a horror movie I watched Get Out over quarantine which like was just I think it's like a perfect mechanism it's like a machine where all of the parts work perfectly and like Some horror movies, they work because of the ambiguity. And some of them, I think the heart, the better ones, the like more, you know, God brain shit is when it's like, it works backwards and forwards. Like the, you know, I don't know. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like this past year and a half, I have um, just really gotten to enjoy and appreciate I don't know shit about film, but just being like, wow, like this one really worked. That scare really scared me. And this scare like just made me laugh because it was so stupid. And there's so much joy there, you know? Um, I watched Alien recently too, which like some of that stuff is kind of funny, the mechanical stuff, but a lot of it is like really, really creepy. I think because it's a person touching a squishy thing. Um, it's like, oh, I can imagine it so much more personally. But yeah, I thought it was a really fun, cool film. Definitely creepy and lasting, but also like just exciting, beautiful, kind of. Yes. And what, one of my favorite things about Alien is the man in the alien suit and like the story of how they found him. He was like, he, the director's were in a bar or something and they just looked over and they saw this incredibly tall man. He was like six eight. And they were like, oh my God, that that's that guy. We got it, we gotta get that guy. He's got we, like we gotta put him in the suit. And they just walked up to him and asked him. They were like, we're making a movie about an alien and we haven't quite figured it out. Like, can you come work with us? And he was he was um African. He was this guy from Africa, had nothing to do with film or anything um and he was just like yeah i'll do it um and there's just this beautiful picture of him um like you know just like this dude but then the rest of it is like the suit and then his real head is sticking out um and i i love stories like that you know just like this random person and now he's like you know he's since passed away i think he he died actually really young but we just, you know, we all know him as like the person inside the alien suit. And I just think stuff like that is so cool. Um, and also while you were talking about like enjoying horror movies, I was like, yes, yes. Because it took me a long time. Like I'm a horror filmmaker and it took me a long time to start enjoying them myself because I was just afraid of everything. And also the religious pressure of like, one, anything to do with demon, exorcist, poltergeist, ghost, whatever, 
all of that was something that could really happen to me if I stepped out of line, you know? So mm-hmm. that made it extra scary. It's like grounded in some weird religious pseudo reality. Um, but also just being a chicken. So it took a long time to start watching stuff and enjoying it too. So I'm, I'm glad you're there now. Welcome. What are your guys' favorite horror movies? Oh, wow. That's Ooh. such a difficult question. Wow. I feel like for a long time, I mean, honestly, I think probably one of my favorites is Scream, you know, in terms of like slashers. Because I feel like it's just such a fun movie in addition to being like, it is genuinely scary, I think. Um, and it has like a lot of heart and the characters are really good. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I was just reading the script of Get Out again. And I feel like that's such like an obvious one to say. But I'm like, this script is so smart. Like, I was just reading over some of the dialogue and all these little, like, clues. Like, I'm a big person. Like, I love a twist. Like, The Sixth Sense, if you can consider The Sixth Sense a horror movie, that's also one of my favorites, where every single thing that you need to know about this movie, they will tell you, but you'll only realize that they told you it, like, at the end. Kind of what you were saying about, like, the perfect circle. So, like, Get Out is like that. The Sixth Sense is like that. Midsummer is like that. Um, or Midsommar. I never know how to say it. It's, I'm just saying Midsummer, but I, I, I love I that movie. Because yeah. like, Rosie, have you seen Midsummer? I've seen Midsummer. Yes. Yes. So like in the very first scene when they like roll that banner out, that's the whole plot. Like everything that's gonna happen is on that thing, you know? Even and the bear. The, even the, the bear. bear. <laughs> and like, yeah, like every little bit of what's coming is drawn out for us. And I kind of love that because you don't realize it till the end that they told us. So yeah, stuff like that is great. I had no idea. Anything <laughs> you can freeze frame and be like, that was in the frame already. I did not know. And that's almost like more horrific because what's scarier than somebody being like, I warned you, I warned you, you stayed, like you watched this movie this whole time, knowing something bad was going to happen subconsciously and consciously, and yet you stayed. You watched all this like horror unfold. I think that's fascinating. Rosie, I wanted to ask you also, when you were a kid and you were, you know, in your prime, like I don't interact with a lot of content because this is my life that I, as I know it so far, <laughs> did you ever accidentally see anything or sneak something and then later be like, oh, fuck, I'm fucked. I'm going to go to hell because that used to happen to me. Yes. Yes. Um, I remember one time my cousins, some of my older. Wow. This is coming deep from the memory bank. I haven't thought about this in a long time. Yes. <laughs> um, on like a family vacation in the mountains some of my cousins watched jeepers creepers and i remember there was like a um like a staircase in whatever place we had rented um and i like sat and watched it like i wasn't even though i totally could have just gone down and like sat with them i was like no i will not but then i like sat and i watched it from the staircase and then i was like oh no I'm gonna die. <laughs> yes, that totally happened. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how yes. did it happen to you? I think it was probably also a scary movie. Because I saw The Ring in seventh grade, but I didn't want to watch it. It was like involuntary. And my 
I know if my mom had known I had seen that, then she would have been very upset. Like now she wouldn't care, but like at the time. And like, I would always see stuff at my cousin's house that I never would have been able to watch at my house. And I would feel really icky afterwards. Like I did something dirty, did something bad. But also like a lot of my windows into childhood pop culture are because of going to their house. Like there's a lot of stuff I would have missed if I never went there. Um, and you definitely remember and see things differently when they're, you know, from childhood and they like, it hits different when you're 10, you know, so I'm glad, I'm glad for those moments. But like, if you were to see Jeep, have you rewatched Jeepers Creepers since then? No, I haven't. No. I would be very curious, like, if you were to watch it now, if you would feel the same way about it or did it scare you then? Because that's Jeepers Creepers is scary. Like the title's like kind of silly, but it's that movie is very scary. I remember being really terrified. I remember, I don't even know, I don't even know what the plot is, but I feel like at one point I'm really fixating on eyeballs for this conversation, but I feel like he like put someone else's eyeballs into his own eyeball sockets. And I was like, that is fucked up. Um, Well, because it's like the song, right? It's like Jeepers Creepers, where did you get those eyes? I know. I don't like eye stuff. I don't think anyone does because it's like it's such a sensitive part of your body. But so that always, even hearing that now, that song playing, it kind of freaks me out just because of its association. I'm like, don't talk about eyes. Keep keep them to yourself. <laughs> yeah, and keep Jeepers, your Creepers. eyes in your own head. <laughs> yeah, so there's the eye thing, and then there's that monster thing, and then there's Justin Long, who's like a kid, and then there's also like um. Jeepers Creepers does that thing that I hate when horror movies do it, but it's so effective where you think they got away. Like you you think they fixed it and it's going to be fine. And then you realize, no, Justin Long doesn't have any eyes. Like it's, <laughs> they did not get away. Just like the ring. That's like my favorite, but also least favorite thing too. It's like, I love it, but I hate it. It's, oh, you think that you solved the mystery of Samara or whatever, but no, you did not. You actually opened up this, like, window of evil, and now you, you can't close it. You actually made it worse. You made it worse. I just love that, because the whole point of the movie is, oh, we're going to figure it out. We're going to solve the whole thing, and there's going to be that amazing ending where it's cathartic, but it is not. You made it worse. You opened things up to evil, and it is bad. I now I'm remembering I think my favorite horror movie was this very short um zoom horror movie on Shudder. I don't host? know if you Was it host? Yes. 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 It's amazing. Amazing. Yes. So scary, like the most genuinely so scary. So short, right? It was like not very long. It's like an it hour, like, I think. Yeah. Oh my god. Sorry, you just saying you opened up something just made me remember I think I'd repressed it that's the tough thing about having a conversation about horror is there's so much so much repression going on I gotta like unearth shit in real time totally (laughs) every time we talk about something scary we're talking about demons or whatever on a zoom I always think of host because I'm like oh man like this is just like that movie like it literally looks just like it I watched it on my laptop too so it even felt like it like I was on a zoom and I was watching it it was cool So, guys, should we move into our next segment? Yes, I was just going to say, Rosie, I feel like I want to talk to you again about just, like, evangelical religion stuff because 
Yes. There's just so much there. And I'm I love meeting people that grew up that way because I'm like, oh my God, we're a little damaged. Let's talk about it. <laughs> exactly. No, yes. I'm down anytime. Yes. But for now, we would love to play a game with you. Um, it's called Chill or Chilling, where we run made-up scenarios by you, and you can decide if they're chill, I would do that, no problem, or chilling, too scary, I pass. I could not. Um Watching a true crime doc on Netflix alone. Chill or chilling? Oh, it depends on what it's about, but probably chilling. I feel like at one point in my life, I would have gone for it. But these days, like, like I read the, the like Manson book when I was living alone and it was too much. It's too much, especially all the crime documentaries are like they went into a random stranger's house or like they kidnapped. A r- it's all about the randomness. No. Mm-mm. Chilling. Makes sense. Yeah. It's also scary when you're living alone because you watch a horror movie and be like, oh, it's a horror movie. But it's like, oh, no, they did murder like women living alone right now. OK, cool. Great. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> yeah, my one saving grace was with that is like, I'm not like an ingenue with long hair and wearing a <laughs> nightgown, you know, like, I feel like right, right. <laughs> those are, the, those are is... the famous cases, you know, like, I'm sure mm-hmm. there's plenty of people that have been taken that look like all three of us. But the ones that like, <laughs> the ones that like, you know, like live in immortality, they all kind of have the same vibe. You've never worn a nightgown, not once. None of us are the vibe, and you know the vibe I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. You can see the black and white pictures in your head. Mm -hmm. I can. Long middle part. Long middle part. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're like looking up at the camera. Beautiful women. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. They're beautiful women, but they all look the same. And maybe that's why they got taken, but that's also why they're famous for being taken. But none of us look like that. So let's just try not to worry about it. I love how that's like the least scientific thing <laughs> in the entire world. But like, sure, whatever, whatever makes us feel better. I that's mean, how I hey. make myself feel better. I'll be like, you know what? I don't look like anyone that died in that movie, so I'm fine. It's perfect. It's great. It's great. <laughs> okay, so this is my turn. Let's see. Let me pick one. Okay, so you are a performer. Mm-hmm. So you get on stage you maybe this is a dream so it's i think monica wrote this one but the dream where you forget all the lyrics to your song while you're about to perform you're on stage (laughs) obviously what happens then are you afraid of that chill or chilling um oh i feel like i've done it too many times to be scared of it i don't know i feel um i feel chill i think that there is sometimes something magical about making a mistake where um it can give the performer like enough humanity where the audience goes oh like I feel like a lot of my very best shows are like where I fuck up or where something goes wrong and like it's just this like shot of adrenaline it's like oh my god I'm alive I'm here doing it like if I keep messing up then the whole thing stops moving and then I am standing in front of people um which is scary, but is not not terror scary. Just kind of like, you know, like if the music stops, I'm just guy in shoes going, "Hey, what's up?" Um, so yeah, it's chill. It happens. We we you can't you can't be too afraid of the public embarrassment because we have to be alive. 
It's okay. I love that. And I do love when I go to a show and people mess up. I love it. Yeah, it's Yeah, fine. I love it. It's just like, okay, yeah, we're all here. I'm not going to leave. <laughs> like, I still like you. <laughs> you know? I'm you, still you a don't fan. Have tomatoes in your bag throwing them at yeah, performers boo. who mess up. Imagine if people did that. Imagine. Bring free it back, tomatoes. honestly. Like, yeah, let's, free produce. Let's bring some steaks to the performance these days. There are no steaks. I can oh do whatever God. I want on stage without consequences. Rosie, it has been such a pleasure talking to you today. Um, yeah, like I said before, I've been waiting for this for so long to meet you. And Caitlin was here with us. And it's always fun to hear about people's fears because I think it does inform the kind of adults that we become, what we were afraid of when we were little. And I'm also just going to fangirl a little bit. I Everybody, you got to check out Rosie's music. It's so good. Their voice is like, like biting into a sweet, Green apple, it's sharp, it's sweet, it cuts above everything else. You just gotta listen to it, okay? Just do it, because I told you to. Well, that is really, really nice. I had the nicest time. Thank you, Monica and Caitlin. I hope that I get to see you guys in the flesh at some point. Um, I know, we have long. to do that. Yeah, I know, this was amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, I had a really great time. I, uh, yeah, I'm excited to listen to more episodes of the show, too. It's so, it's such a great concept. I love it. I love it. Oh, thank you. And where can our Scaredy Chat listeners find you? Or is there anything coming up that you want them to know about? Sure. Yes. I got stuff to, to hawk. Um, I am on the internet pretty much everywhere as at Lil Spoonerism. Um, and, or you can just Google my full name, Rosie Tucker. Um, and I'm going on tour in like six months from now, which feels like, I mean, technically is a really long time away, but like, I haven't done anything for so long that, um, it's what it's, it's what I'm excited about. So I have some, if you go to my website, rosietuckermusic.com, I've got, um, I'm probably coming near someone who is listening and uh if they want to buy a ticket they can do that buy those tickets as soon as they go on sale it's gonna sell out (laughs) that's so awesome and exciting well congratulations on that thank you so much for being here thank you guys so so much i will hopefully see you guys before too long yes let's go get fish pedicures (laughs) (laughs) maybe not If you liked what you heard tonight, please do us a favor and rate and review and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. If you want to be a part of the podcast, you can be. Send us a story. We are at story at scaredychatpod.com. Follow us on social media or on Instagram at scaredychat underscore podcast. Have a spooky day, scaredy cats. Security Chat was developed and hosted by Caitlin Riley and Monica Moore Suriyagi. Produced by Jeff Swimmer. Editing and sound design by Fitz Harris. Theme music by Eric Fashingbauer with samples by Jeff Zahn and Jack Lenz. And Gail Gilman is the executive producer. <laughs> <laughs>